Hey, everybody. It's your friendly neighborhood nights here. I'm sorry. I just got off the word. That, that was that was I... terrible. Okay, and welcome oh, to man, Gamers at the Round uh, Table podcast. I am Chris Lockie. I'm Michael. <laughs> and I'm Seth. <laughs> okay, for reference here. Okay, I'm going to reference this here for a second. Okay, Chris, how long ago did you get off work? Um, I got off about um, almost five hours. It's five hours ago? About or... four, four hours and okay. 40, 40 minutes, but um, I so just got home. I just got at home about an hour ago or so. Yeah. Okay, so here's, here's how we're going right off the start, and I guess we'll we'll talk, we'll talk make this how we make it personal, and I guess we'll talk about where what we do and what we work for. Hello, Taylor. Um, but, uh, so I guess we can talk about what we, what we, what, oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm much better than this normally. Okay. What, where we work and what we do. Mm-hmm. So I'll start it off. I literally got home an hour ago and then had to finish up set slack of this. Sorry. I feel like after two weeks, I can kind of pick, kind of poke fun at you. Gonna suck. Man. I had to pick up set slack on making like the bulleted list on what we read off of as kind of like a um you know, help us through the podcast. Mm-hmm. We didn't have that much last time, and that's how it was, it was like a half an hour podcast. So I had to pick up set slack and I got off of work an hour ago and then went to do that and then now I'm doing this. My brain and it, it was an eight hour shift I got off. <laughs> so two o'clock it was two o'clock to ten o'clock. To 10 o'clock or no 10 30 actually 10 30 came home I, I i stopped by the gas station got something to drink real quick because i was going to need it came home finished this up and now we're now we're recording streaming whatever you want to call it so <laughs> my brain is a little fried i'm sorry if i'm not like 100 percent me but i am here and i am ready to do this do we have taylor on? He, he is alive and he is he is not faking um uh, well i think i get oh god that scared me <laughs> Well, <laughs> my pop, technical difficulty. My pop, <laughs> my pop filter fell. Um, I don't really need it, but I'll still talk though. Uh, yeah. Um, so, what uh, I do, from I guess my I'll, job, my job is actually, actually, I had the most related to what we talk about job here. Hey, um, to in my defense, I used to work at GameStop, so. That's what I'm saying. Well, I do. Hey, I now do work at GameStop. Everybody I now has, do do. I mean, people have to wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> People have to have internet. <laughs> but um, I do now work at GameStop, and that's where I was. I was two o'clock to ten o'clock shift, or ten thirty shift, and depending on what we want to do, because we closed at ten. But um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I was doing that, and then I came home and I did that. So yeah, a lot of the stuff that I get, they get put in here. Was well, last actually comes from customers um, who come in and talk to me about it, and we talk about stuff like this. And so it's not always just us, but sometimes we we do let you know. Like, but this is also our views on it. So yeah, that's what I do, and mm-hmm. that's what I I work. I I'm, I'm a guest advisor there at a GameStop. Chris, what do you do? I work at Cox Communications. Yeah, you said Cox. <laughs> yeah, you guys are so mature. No, but seriously, I work at Cox uh, Communications. Uh, I used to work at GameStop. I liked it, but you know, uh, I need money, so it's like. GameStop adult job. Yeah, I need an adult job for my adulting things. Cause you're a nerd. Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, I what my job literally all it is is listening to angry people all day. 
But, you know, $13 an hour plus commission, you know, it's worth it. Twitch is lying to us. It's telling us that 10 people are watching our stream and there's actually only two. Mine says four people. Mine says 10. Which I think Twitch out. has been acting actually, up because, like, I had to lower the quality because it wasn't watching, letting me watch it. And I was like, I'm the one streaming it. Anyways, so yeah. And now that we have uh, Chris's Seth, what do you do for a living? Because this is the best one. I sell shoes. He's a girl. <laughs> Shut up. He anyways, literally has so the yeah. job that is least, like, helpful for this. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey now. Hey now. This is what dreams um, are made of. Chris, could you do me a huge favor? Me and hmm? Seth have to go quiet for about two minutes. Could you keep the conversation going for like a quick second? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, right. yeah, I can do that. Uh, well, today um, I had an interesting day, I guess. I, I guess I'm supposed to be stalling. Um... My day was very interesting. I got to listen to people yell at me, scream at me. It's, you know, it's all in the pay. It's all in the fun. Um, what interesting thing happened? Uh, found out Las Vegas people are not nice. Found that out. That was very interesting. Um, that's another thing. Hmm. Well, I really don't... My, my job is kind of boring... And kind of, I uh, can't really right, talk I'm about back. that much about it. So yeah, I could. You kind of hear, and I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> we're losing views <laughs> by the second. What? You didn't. I mean, I, I'm so okay, confused. There he is. Hold on. Okay, we should be. I I got a very special guest here for us. Oh God. Oh. Oh, you except your friend. Hey. Hey, there we go. Where's that? Hey everybody, say so, hi to Taylor. It's Holy Taylor. Shit. Podcast hi. started already? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> About uh, 10 minutes ago. Oh, like I have the phone next to my ear, like I'm calling somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have to keep it next to your ear for the next 45 minutes. Hey, it's no, no, fuck this. I'll, I'll mute myself and put my headphones in. Give me a second. <laughs> We're All professionals right. here at uh, Gamers of the Round Table. <laughs> All right, so um, Michael, do well, you want to give? Do you want to give them a rundown well, of what we're going to be talking about today? In one, okay. So, quick rundown: we're going to be talking about because this is something I would actually. It's a it's a topic I've actually wanted to talk about for a very long time because some people have, some people like to sit on the fence about this. Some people are one sided about it. So, we're going to talk about indie games and fan-made games and how companies what what companies are sorry apologies, companies outlooks on them and what should be right what what maybe needs to change damn right it's gonna be interesting uh, all right so, be all, all right well that's typically how we never get so i'm gonna start it off and i know this isn't exact hold on i'm gonna fix this on the documents this way this looks right Where'd that go? There that is. I'm messing everything up. Seth's already mad at me. Seth's already mad at you? I've been giving him a little bit of help or a lot of shit. I don't think he has room to get mad at anyone, though. (laughs) So, first game I want to talk. Actually, Taylor, are you good to go and talk now? 
Take just this. No. Hang on. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. He's alive. Yeah, dude. It's, it's been so long since I've heard talks voices. Yeah, 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 Aiden. That make that oh. was English? <laughs> oh god. <laughs> heard talk voices. Hello, friends. Hello. Well, hello. Hi, Aiden. Chris, okay. I like the very like the very quick graphic we made down here. Oh, the Aiden hey, games. Um, yeah, yeah, the indie game was made really freaking fast. Yeah, I made that in about like twenty minutes. So I don't know why it keeps glitching on the bottom, or that might be my browser oh, that's we doing make that. It a yeah, I will. Okay, well, apparently, according to Curse, whenever I plug in my headphones, uh, it doesn't go through the earbuds. It's, it says my earbuds are connected, but it still goes through my phone. That's super mm. weird. All right, I guess it'll work. We'll be fine. I'll it'll just work. do like this. Like I have you guys on speaker, so I can hear you guys just fine. Oh, okay, uh, so it's not... It's on my side. Let me know when... Okay. So I see I well, do. I think we can fix it, Chris. If you could just lower his volume just a bit, because I don't know if it's no, well, no, no, no. I'm listening. I'm listening to it. Uh, he, he's doing fine. Well, no, I know, but I think it might be a little bit. He's coming off a little bit loud for me. Oh yeah. I can I can change it on mine. Never mind. Anyways, um. So where was I? All right. So, Taylor, are you ready to go now? Yeah, you. All right. So we kind of started this off with because. I literally got off of work, came home. Actually, no, I got a drink, came home, and then finished up the bulletin document that you see. So mm -hmm. we kind of, I would kind of wanted to let them know that's why my brain is kind of fried. It was an eight-hour shift. So, uh, what do you do for a living? Or not for a living, in a way. What do you do for? Well, work? technically, it is for a living because it is paying his food and stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, well, so what do you? Thing is, I actually just got off work right now. Like um. <laughs> I don't usually work on Thursdays, but today was different because they're not having to work this weekend due to the fact that it's Christmas Eve and Christmas, so I get mm. a three-day weekend. So oh, well, so do I. So do I, Taylor. So. There we go. I work yeah, Christmas Eve. Um, you know, they never make it work. Oh. Okay, so you have to put a little emphasis. <clears throat> Anyways, um, I was going to say shit. You got to say where you work. Yes, I forgot that today there was a podcast, and then Seth had a nice little reminder. I'm like, oh! Oh, That's so thing. so he reminds you, but he can't remind himself to write articles. <laughs> I, I came home and he was asleep. Mm -mm. I was working on the article. Uh, I basically just dude. Died. I was banging on your door for like twenty minutes and hitting the doorbell for like twenty minutes. I think your neighbors were like, "Can you just like bust down the door and just go inside?" Because we're getting tired of I'm you. About my house is that what you call? Yes. Just go and swap. Oh, sorry. You literally called me as we closed. I'm sorry. Well, I saw yeah. the vacuum stream. I, I told you guys this song, but we finally fixed our internet. There was a lot of problems going on. We even got a new modem in the process Ooh. of all this stuff. Short. Did he call Cox? Did he, did he call Cox to fix it? Yeah, actually. Cox was, was the problem. <laughs> we, we got a free new modem. Like, they, they fucked up. Apparently, we had a faulty one. Yeah, that, yep. And yeah, it looks like they did their job right then. Alright, Chris, well, I don't know. Oh, sorry. The short end of the story. I, I don't really want to go into details because it's, it's a long story. There was multiple things that happened while it was fucked up. So I'll, I'll tell you guys that a later time after the podcast. But um, your time being lifestyle. So just talk about my life. Um, 
I work at Wendy's, and it's not a bad job. It's, I mean, there's minimum wage isn't always the best, but the employees there are really nice. That's probably one of the things keeping me from leaving that place. Is it's, it's got really nice people. I didn't mm. think joining the job for the first time I'd have something like this. So it's always nice. Just I'm making a stable income since I'm still the young age. Don't have to really spend too many bills. So I'm saving up for uh, a new computer, which I should be getting by my next paycheck. Reason why I haven't gotten this paycheck is because I want to have some backup money, some reserve money when I buy this computer. I don't want to go bankrupt or you know screw myself over, so I'm playing it safe. Which is good. See, Aiden here says, "Oh yeah, and to honor y'all's wishes, I put McConnell Air Force Base on one of my duty stations, so the chance is there for you." Oh, yes. Nice. So happy. Okay, right. you know Thank that doesn't. Do. I think that just, just calm down, Seth. It is a chance. A chance <laughs> is greater than no chance. He, yeah. It was that I out of. Uh, he he also did twenty other people, uh, other places too. So. Twenty other people. Wow, eighty places. is really busy. Well, he probably did that too. <laughs> okay, so um, looks like but, uh, this episode is going to be indie and fan-made games and companies' outlooks on them. So, uh, by the way, Chris, yes, um, I'll have to take it to with you outside of the podcast. We have to get Taylor a icon because it's oh, like, yeah, Chris I know, I know, a face, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, okay, so, we'll get you an icon. so Michael, what is the first indie game that you want to talk about? Actually, it's not an indie game at all, oh. it is a fan made game. As multiple people here probably already know, Pokemon is huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not time for a I will hurt you. Sorry. All right. So it's a huge fan main game. Huge fan main game. It's a huge game player base. So chances are, if mm-hmm. you've ever loved a game, but you kind of wanted your own twist on it, you would like to make a fan game, right? Mm-hmm. Well, some people did, and this is not the first one known. I'm going to talk about Pokemon Prism. But the first Pokemon game to actually pop up was Pokemon Uranium. Okay. Now, this game had nearly 2 million downloads. Wow. I'm one of those people. I am also one of those people. It, I didn't get to finish it. I think I, I downloaded yeah, like, the, uh, yeah. like the early demo. One. I, I, got, I got the final release of it, and I played Do like you have it? 12 hours. I have the install file on my okay. computer. <laughs> it's fine. Sorry, All I needed like, to know. Anyways. We'll um, talk about that later. Now, what most people don't know about Pokemon Uranium... Uh, other than it was had too many downloads, is it was actually nominated for a video game award for best fan made game, which but, is pretty impressive. But days before it, it was, uh, they went live. Uh, the VGAs went live. They were taken off the ballot. Uh, that's weird. Now there was no official reason, but most people assume it's because Nintendo has a very very nasty. Um, fan-made kind of policy where if they see anything kind of get any kind of like traction they kind of shut it down hmm, that's here, weird. pokemon prism was set to release at christmas yeah, it's a little christmas present for everybody pokemon game um it even had a trailer for it so most people could see how it looked like it had 1.4 million views mm. oh oh crap. do you guys not know what what no, okay, so Uranium, they already did the same thing to Prism. Like, yeah, that's what I, that's I, what, that's what we're talking about. 
Oh, okay, alright, I was just making sure. I'm like, wait a minute, I don't think, don't, no, don't hype it up, please. Yeah, I know, I know, but we're, we're trying to, like, I'm trying to give it a little bit of background before we... Alright, right, um, right, I'm sorry. Before we crush you're people's fine, dreams. Uh, so yeah, it was set to release at Christmas, and it had a trailer that had 1.4 million views. Now, Chris, what did our last video on YouTube get at, in terms of views? Maybe a uh, hundred. Maybe. This Wait, one we got. We actually got a hundred views on what? This got nearly fourteen thousand more. Wow. Around there, fourteen thousand more. Than what our video got? Fourteen thousand? I think it's right down there. What are you trying to? One hundred forty thousand. I don't know. What are you trying to figure? There's out? There's a random number. I'm not. No one. Shh, no one asked me math questions. I great. I, I I finished my math final like a week ago. But the problem with it came that one of the reasons why it was also shut down is because it uses Pokemon assets. Mm-hmm. So, like the character sprites and everything, Nintendo made that stuff. But they were using it as kind of their own. But yeah, Nintendo yeah. shut them down. Yeah, Days Nintendo before doesn't like that stuff. Just today or yesterday, I believe it was. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize for <clears throat> all the stuff being very consistent and time-wise. But um, yeah, so Pokemon Prism came out. Now, I kind of want to talk because Nintendo Switch is coming out. And I just like looking like looking up at this other stuff, looked at the, the, the video for it. And... Mm-hmm. um. It looks Nintendo Switch looks pretty cool. Yeah, yeah it like, looks really cool actually. It's pretty. It's got amazing technology in it for what it's doing. Oh yeah, multiple people can play on the same console with just like the, the flip of like controller side. I don't know what to call those things. Panels. Mm-hmm. Um, you can. It's got a stand. It can be taken places. Then the controller. The, panels can be taken off and use controllers when it's not even on the thing. It's it's amazing. But it's, it's pretty dope. I want to talk more as, you know, as a company. Mm-hmm. Now when you see now when let's say you're a company representative of it, like you're a Nintendo employee and you're you're strolling the internet and everything and you you're a big Pokemon fan and everything. And suddenly you see this person go, Hey, here is Pokemon Prism. Watch it. Look at it. Look at it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Now should your first reaction be shut it down? Shut it down now? No, I I feel like people should have creati- uh, creativity because literally every thought is built on someone else's thought. If you think about it, you know you have inspirations, you have um, motivation from other people, and you make things from those things and you build onto those things. So I feel like if if it's free, then it should stay out there. They're not making any money or anything. But if they're making boatloads of money from your your assets, then that may be something else you can talk about. But if it's just free, it's out there. They're just doing it. There's no no harm being done. Then then let it go. If it's not if it's not turning an image, uh, turning your company's image in a bad direction like they're doing, you know triple x graphic stuff whether with the assets or something like that then keep it because it's just this is how your fans want to express themselves they love these characters so much they want to make a different story with these it's kind of like fan fictions and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff it's just Mm -hmm. uh the, the person who has been observing this thing through a creative medium and they want to join. Yeah. I kind of know Seth was going to bring up fanfiction. 
Because he reads fan fiction all the time. No, no, don't even try to weasel your way. I haven't even read anything. Anyways, my view on it, and it may be in kind of a hopeful light. If I see someone who's got a good story idea, it's you know it's got people coming towards it and everything. It, like in a way, I'm not saying it's making money, but in a way, it's got a market. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah, maybe even offer them a job. Yeah, you, it's like it's free marketing technically for you. You know, they're 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 doing a Pokemon game. You know, a Pokemon game that is known under your company title mm -hmm. yes that is not always great but instead of making it come like take it down bring them in make it a part of nintendo you know yeah don't have to shut it down and go okay what do we have to do to make us get our brand on this so we can release it to the public because we can already see how well it's going now i can tell you right now uh i'm gonna look it up i apologize i when i did not do this i'm gonna try to never uh YouTube, uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Sorry, I'm just wanting to look up a, ran a random Pokemon Sun video, Moon and video from like Pokemon. Oh, God, this is a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. Pokemon. Um, the official Pokemon. Uh, sorry, I apologize, everybody. <laughs> uh, videos. No, don't be loud. Okay. Um, Sorry, I'm trying to find um, one of like the Pokemon Sun and Moons like episodes. Uh, okay, we'll go ahead and say something real quick. So, there's two sides of the coin. Uh, they're talking about that side of the coin. I'll talk about the other side, which I don't necessarily agree with this side, but I kind of want to you know give this sort of perspective. I think the reason why they are shutting down these Pokemon games is because. Let's be honest here. This is Nintendo. They're not really lacking for money, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, they, they're they one of the biggest companies at this point. You just this is buy not really a, anything new. Yeah, you buy a Nintendo game because so, it's a Nintendo game. That's literally how it is. Yeah, right? There are Nintendo fanboys. Like, it's its own section at this point. So, I mean, if Nintendo doesn't like how their brand is being used... It's not hurting them. Now, granted, it's a dick move, and in the long run, if they continue to do this, one of these fan games will get taken down, and it might actually hurt Nintendo's you know, profile. I don't know why it hasn't already, but it's getting that way because they've already taken down two Pokemon games. But, I mean, they're probably doing this because it's not hurting them, and mm -hmm. they don't want people to take a chance and go, oh, hey, this Uranium game, let's go play this, and they go play Pokemon Uranium, and their other games start losing sales because less people start playing on them. That's yeah. probably what's going on. Well, I wouldn't. Okay, I found out what I wanted to uh, find out what I wanted to find. So, the trailer that Pokemon Prison had was 1.4 million views. Now, just looking at a couple of the game or okay, looking at the couple of videos the Pokemon uh, YouTube released for their Pokemon Sun and Moon game, which is their newest game, one has 2.1 million views. And the other one has 4.1 million views. So you can kind of see how um, it was almost on tier with views from a Pokemon game. Yeah, it was pretty close. Um, so kind of thing, is, and I, Taylor does bring up valid, very valid points. Mm -hmm. um, that 
it is a dick move, but it is entirely within their right. And that sucks. But I mean, that's what I'm, that's what this whole part of this podcast was supposed to be is um, what our outlook would be on it. So my outlook was kind of work with them, not against them in a way. Yeah. Well, and I and agree. Chris is Chris's was I think your view was basically if you're not losing money, let it go. You know, yeah. kind of thing. Because and because marketing there is no bad publicity. I mean th- I mean there might be a couple of bad. Like I mean, Nintendo is a toy technical company. They they like to be friend uh, you know, family friendly. And you know, if someone's making a I don't know, quote-unquote sex game with your assets, then, yeah, I would understand if you shut it down. But anything else, it's not really going to lose any money out of it. It's Nintendo. They're already got money. You're actually just adding into the pot, to be honest. Yeah. Then end of see it as... Because, like, like, more from the perspective of the creativity, like, Mm -hmm. I don't really care that about the money thing or any of that just it's a way to express yourself like that's what pretty much everything is nowadays is like everything's some kind of art and everybody's using that as a medium to express their thoughts their perspective on the world Mm -hmm. and making a fan made game especially of this scale because they're like, I don't know how big the team was that was working on these games, but typically any kind of fan-made stuff that I've seen in the past has a team smaller than a dozen people, usually closer to two or three people. And they produced a game that is on par with some of the older Pokemon games. Like, it feels like Fire Red. Mm-hmm. Like it's a full-on game. It's not. It's not just like, oh, let's let's just add a couple of cheats inside the game, and then here you go, or you know, make a flash game. It's an actual like full-on lengthy like full-on game. Yeah, and it's also the only Pokemon game that I've ever seen that you can play on PC without an emulator. <laughs> Which is why I was so happy about it because my computer doesn't like emulators. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. I think it was one person who did Pokemon Prism. One person. one person? It's only the the site that I got this message off of only has one person. Mm-hmm. But I could be wrong. Oh, wait. Yeah. Adam Coolboy Man. And let me put that in chat so Chris <laughs> can kind of bring it up. Okay. Um, I mean I might be able to bring it up. Let me double check, make sure the t- spelling is correct. By the way, which is fixed my uh, my pop filter, so I'm right. I'm pretty stoked yeah. about that. It is the creator is Adam Coolboy Man. Okay, let's it was see. One person. Uh, it actually doesn't show, but okay, yeah. I don't want to watch this. No, it doesn't show because it's too low. Eh, it might show. No, all oh, right. we're about to see. Well, hold on, hold on. Can you? Oh, I'm gonna do this. I'm professional. Yes, do that. What is the red dot? What the hell? Okay, just leave it there oh, and it'll God. show. It'll show. It actually show in a second, because I can see the tip of your name. If that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there it is. So if you see, um, I mean, it's 
we're probably talking late now, but um, yeah, that's the name, Cool Boy no, I can, Man. I can see it on yeah. So that is his kind of like username in a way. So mm -hmm. that's Cool Boy Man. His first name is Adam. Adam created this game all by himself. Uh, Prism. Yes, Prism. Wow. That, that was just recently shut down. Yeah, and that, so yeah, that, and that you said that trailer had 1.4 million views. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, you can switch it back. That's really uh, impressive. Normal chat. Yeah. You, can you can switch back to normal chat mode. I can see. Okay, okay, you did that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Pokemon was made by a few people. How many? It was how many actually people? made in RPG. Um, it says the posers were two people: Electric Mudkip and Alex Neviera. So I can't it, find. So it was two people. So it was small team. Yeah, just two people. Yeah, you know, and they worked, so, and they yeah, worked hard kind of... for that. Like, and Nintendo shut that down. That's kind of, to be honest, in Taylor's words, a, a dick move. There are four people. Okay, but so that's still four team. people. But yeah, it's really to make a game that is and on I'm... par with. Okay, so I'm gonna borrow the spotlight here for a second. Okay, I did play Uranium. All right. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't. I... Do you guys mind? I'm gonna mute myself here real quick after I, t I make this statement because I, I I need to make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. Okay. All right. Um. Pokemon Uranium, they actually had to create new Pokemon, mm -hmm. make new sprites, yeah. make new, you know, everything. Like that. that takes an art team, you know. That takes someone actually creating Pokemon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Prism did or not. So that's what I want to say. I'm gonna mute myself after saying this and go check. But. I think Prism used just normal Pokemon, so that might be why one person did it. So it was kind of like more of like a fan fiction kind of thing. Fan -made game. Yeah, it yeah. still had the Pokemon name in the title, implying that it's under the same series. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to check that real quick. I'm going to mute myself so you don't hear it over the volume. So you, um, I'm going to hand the spotlight back, spotlight back over to Seth because we're going to move on to our next topic. And uh, this is a topic Seth's very passionate about. All right, Seth. Indie what? games. Seth, what is the topic? Topic. It's indie games. Okay. As, uh, as Mike said. What? So, <laughs> what indie games are we going to be talking about? Um, got a few of them that are going to be upcoming, as well as one that just came out. Mm -hmm. But the first one is actually you sent me a link to called Yuppie Psycho. Wait, I did. That I did a little bit of research. Yeah, you're the one that sent it to me. It looks remember. really interesting. It's um, it's like a survival horror game mm -hmm. where you're playing a guy who is in job, and it's got a very interesting kind of pixel art type of. Oh gosh. Oh okay okay oh I grabbed it from oh, okay now I remember now I remember this I grabbed this from oh well, we don't want that playing um. I remember that because I, I grabbed it from Reddit and I sent it to you. So, but um, it looks actually really interesting mm -hmm. because um, like the studio that made it, they've made a couple of games in the past. One of which I've never heard of, but it seems to have really really good reviews. Mm -hmm. So I, I might have to check that out at some point. It's the other one was called. Let's see if I can find it. Account Lucanar. Lucanar. Luke. 
Lucan? I, I think it's Lucanor. Um, and both of them are the same style of game, how it's like a sort of RPG-esque, like the RPG maker type view, mm. where it's like a top-down. Oh, the top-down, and you, you you have this like square screen, and you gotta go walk around. There's like the houses are small, then when you walk in, they're like the full screen yeah, kind that, of like thing. Um, that style of game, and it it looks very. It's got a. <laughs> It's got um, like a whole story behind it mm-hmm. for both of them. Actually, I'm gonna have to do more research on it. And check it out. The one that we're talking about, Yuppie Psycho, it's yet to be released. But some, the main premise of it, from what I gathered, mm-hmm. is that it's um, he starts his first job at the biggest company in the world, and it's like controlled by a witch or something like that. Okay, and he has to survive. Um, yeah, pretty good. Game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, this I would consider this on the bigger scale of an indie game. Oh yeah. Um, I heard about this already. Uh, ukulele, pretty good one. Mm-hmm. In case you guys don't know, yeah. it's just, just, just a real quick background because I think some people already know about this. Uh, these people left Rare, because Rare is now under Microsoft and doing whatever the fuck they want them to do. Mm-hmm. These guys left Rare, and they were the people who created Banjo Kazooie. You can really see in this new game. <laughs> I think their new company is called uh, Toy Tonics or something like that. It's kind of a cool name. And they started this from a Kickstarter. And the Kickstarter was a massive success to mm-hmm. the point where the game is becoming a reality. And it's a great thing to see. Right now, you can pre-order the game for $40. And if you do, you get the toy box. And this hmm. is also, you can do it on the PC or you can do it on the Xbox. I think PlayStation has this. The toy box is basically, a, it's a huge sandbox where you can test out. A lot of the mechanics that they put in there, it's a little thing to hold you until the game comes out, which it comes out on a uh, April 10th of 2017. Oh, so it's going to be soon. But if you guys... Yeah, right? So if you guys are a fan of old platformers, or if you just like Banjo-Kazooie, this is the next sequel. And seeing all the footage that I've been following, it's looking to be pretty darn good. Like, I'm pretty excited for this game. I haven't pre-ordered it yet, but... I don't know. I might not pre-order it. I might just buy it when it comes out instead. <laughs> All right, I'm going to jump back in here real quick. Hi, I'm back. Um, <laughs> Welcome back. Sorry about that. Okay, so I watched the trailer for Pokemon Prism. Now, mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. There were no new Pokemon. There were... But it did offer player customization. Now, before I say that, they were player customization in a way that it was any, like, uh, the models that were already in the game. Okay. But you could you could choose your like from the different models and then change the colors and then change that. So in a way, nothing against the guy. I could never do this no matter how I mean, maybe after like months of trying, mm-hmm. but in a way it was nothing really original other than the story. So it was technically a Whereas, fan fiction. That basically way, yeah. fan fiction. But as, so if you were going to ask me, which one would you have rather made it through Nintendo's slap of disapproval? Yeah. I don't know what you want me to call it. I would have much rather seen Uranium because Uranium tried new things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had more people dedicated to it and did more with what they had. They brought more okay. to the table. Back they actually, the they actually <laughs> changed something. It went under a 12-year development cycle. Wow. 
Um, wow. Also, on the Yippee Psycho thing that uh, Seth was talking about, it's actually being green-lighted right now, so you can actually green-light it on Steam. So if you if you like it and you watch the trailer, make sure to green-light it, because, you know, these people have been working on this game, and it looks pretty good. You know, me and Seth looked at it, and I think... Uh, no, I did not get a okay. chance to look at it, I'm sorry. No, but it looks really nice. The art looks really nice, and, you know, it's inspired by Zelda, like Silent Hill, and all the 90s games, so it's like the RPG kind of style. The cutscenes for it are actually very interesting, because it's like an anime-inspired mm-hmm. animation style, but it's in, like, very pixelated, older graphics. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of... Uh, Mike, remember the game that Game Grumps was playing that had the really horrible... One of Gamelon. Oh god. The cutscene's kind of <laughs> like that, but better. <laughs> I it was horrible. <laughs> it was. It was very interesting for the for its time. It had a very interesting <laughs> animation. No one liked it when it came out. No one likes it now. Yeah, yeah I know, <laughs> but it still was interesting to see cutscenes that like most cutscenes in RPG games that were older were just the game and then had stuff moving or they had something else entirely mm-hmm. but this was using the same kind of graphics system to do just more detailed cutscenes kind of that's what it looks like right uh, so yeah I'm I, I'm gonna look I'm gonna look at it more after the podcast and kind mm-hmm. of maybe next podcast give a little bit more of my uh, feelings about it and everything but I can't really do anything now <laughs> but uh so I'm going to move on to the next one, which I have a little bit of uh, experience with. Oh, um, I've heard it oh, so was... much at GameStop. We're going to GameStop this thing. This was like on an ad for forever. Outlast 2. Oh, not no. that one. I was... <laughs> Wait, what were you talking about? Oh, uh, oh. Shante, I skipped have... it. I skipped yeah. it. I skipped it. I skipped it. Okay. I can see. Yeah, Seth or Chris, I understand what you're going through because I hear it all the time, too. Um Sorry, Outlast 2. I saw. I, I'm sorry. Anyways, um, Outlast 2. I want to talk about it more because it's more. I want to go back and forth because Yuppie Psycho. Yuppie? Yuppie, Yuppie Psycho. Yuppie. It's kind of a small game. And mm-hmm. I know Outlast is widely known. So I kind of want to go off, like, go from small to big, back to small, mm-hmm. or medium. And then we'll talk about some other smaller ones. So Outlast 2. So as we know, Outlast came out. A, the first Outlast came out a while ago. And. It's like it was a huge success. Oh, yeah. I, I have it. I still need to go through and play it, but I've played a little bit of it. Or maybe you'll be able to watch us when we do it that one time. Who knows? Well, me, me, and, Chris, or me and Chris, me and Seth may come sit down and actually play it one day. Well, we'll we're still trying to find our, our, our groove, so please <laughs> give us time. Um, so I kind of want to say that, you know, I think one of their major competitions that they're going to have Resident Evil 7 coming out. Now, not even just because it's a horror game, because Resident Evil 7 will also come with the fact you can play it in VR. Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh. And it is the first Resident Evil to come with a first-person perspective. So not only I don't know how I feel about that, to be honest. I know this is a complete different tangent, but I don't know how I feel about that, because I've I've been playing, like, all the... Resident Evils, and it's just all been third person, and it's just that's just how I've grown you- with the series, and it's just first person, and it's just gonna be difficult with me if I ever play it. Like it's just it's gonna you like be- play- 
Yeah, it be, it's it's like if I it's like if you, I mean you can, but it's like if you play GTA in first person. I know you can, so don't anyone scold me for that. I know you can, but it, it's just it's it's there, but no one really uses it a lot. If that makes sense, and it's just like if you played Watch Dogs or or any game that's like Gears of War in first person, that'd be super weird. Imagine like Devil May Cry in first person. That yeah. would be painful. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay, I understand that, and I'm not saying your point is wrong, but I get the feeling, especially because I've seen it so many times, horror games work better I know, and first in a first-person perspective oh, yeah. because it puts you in the driver's seat. I know, but Resident Evil you wasn't really a horror, like horror game for me. It was just like a zombie game. It was just a zombie game. It was just like, it was kind of a zombie thriller, to be honest. It wasn't really a horror game for me but when you go and try to go and say that i make a horror game you mm -hmm. want people to know that was a horror game they mm -hmm. just played yeah that chris can you hear seth uh, can you hear me yeah yeah i can hear him all right sorry <laughs> i just wasn't talking yeah, it was a little enough. bit of technical difficulty sorry about that guys but if i made a I horror game i want I don't want anyone to have heart attacks about it. Dear God, that would scare the crap out of me. Yes. What? I want to them up. Sorry. <laughs> you feel terrible. I want people to play my horror game and get scared. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's what they want. That's, there to be uh, that's why they bought the game. Exactly. So if I knew that the best way to do that was to put it in first person, that's what I would do. I, I completely what? understand and I completely agree. It's just the do you understand what I'm saying though? It's like yeah, it, it's I, like it's a different step in this game. Like and so I don't know how I feel about it. I mean, I I'll probably love it and I'll probably play it a lot because I do love Resident Evil. It's just it's just a different oh. it's just a different milestone or a different and, stage with this. It's a different with, approach. Yeah, it's a different stage like, in the series. So it's it's pretty different. Um, their entire, like, everything that they've released so far about Resident Evil 7 feels like a different step. Mm -hmm. It's like a step in a different direction for the Resident Evil series. Because, I mean, like, if you guys have played the thing that they released... Are you talking about PT? Or... Is that what it's called? Right. The, the, the little thing Demo. where you're, you're, like, in the house, house whatever. Oh, mm -hmm. you're talking about the Resident Evil so, uh, um, Something hour. Dying yeah. hour? Happy hour? Dying hour. <laughs> I, I got it. No, no, no. I got it. You, okay. you keep talking. But um, it felt it did not feel anything like a resident. Mm -hmm. Like it felt straight up like one of these indie horror games, like Outlast or Slender or something like that. How you're, it felt very beginning hour. Yeah, beginning hour. It it felt very different from what you typically expect to see in a Resident Evil game. Typically, Resident Evil, you're Blowing up stuff, killing things, mm -hmm. zombies dying, headshots and all that. Um, and this was more from the perspective of just. I didn't delete it. Just keep talking. Okay. Um, like from the perspective of a kind of survivor rather than a warrior. Mm -hmm. If that makes. Sense. So you're mostly going to be surviving in this game, not. You're not going to be going through saving someone. You're not going to be the hero. You're going to try. You're pretty much the underdog in this situation. 
Yeah, you'll, you'll still probably be the hero because let's face it, it is a Resident Evil game. Yeah, it's, but you know, you know what I meant. Gonna be, you, you know what I meant, though. You're going to be trying to survive, which means you're going to be a little. Uh, you're going to be the underdog. You know, you're going to have a lot of all of these obstacles that you're going to have to overcome and defeat so that you can survive and, and finish the job and, you know, hopefully be the hero. And if you don't, then you die and then restart and all that fun stuff. See, yeah. you guys can say what you want about Resident Evil and that kind of stuff. The one thing I can say about it is that it had by far one of my favorite E3 trailers. One of my favorite kind of E3 oh, yeah. trailers, I should say. Oh, yeah, because yeah, when you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, this game looks really cool. I wonder what this game is. And then when the trailer finally finished on that high note, you see the 7, and the 7 turned to Resident Evil. Oh, and every yeah. Resident Evil fan in the crowd freaked the fuck out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all I we remember all that, out. too. That was, yeah, that was, that was right. We were all there. We like, watched that E3 this? together. That's actually yeah. funny, because everyone who's in this all watched E3 together, with the exception of Cody. Cody I don't know if Cody really paid attention. I don't like Call of Duty Advanced War, not Advanced Warfare, the uh, Infinite Warfare. Mm-hmm. Chris was the only person that thought it was Infinite Warfare. Well, because the, the reason why I knew it was is because of the gun sounds. They've used the same gun sounds since Black Ops. That's true. The only reason why I denied it is because it just it looked very similar to uh, what was it? Star Citizen. Like It, it didn't seem like yeah. Star Citizen. But it had that certain look to it. I'm like, is this it? And does Call of Duty have this much grappling to it? To find out that um, <laughs> when yeah. the game actually came out, I heard the campaign was actually pretty good, but the multiplayer was so bad that it just... This, yeah. This, yeah. It Warfare is undersold so much. It's costed Activision. It's even costed Destiny as well. Oh, I have an interesting factoid for Call mm-hmm. of Duty. More people played Farming Simulator 2017 oh, on launch night than people played Call of Duty Infinite Warfare on launch night. Wow. That's... More people would rather farm than play Call of Duty. Well, do you know the reason I mean, why, though? Do you know the reason why? Because people didn't buy Infinite Warfare to buy Infinite Warfare to play Infinite Warfare. They bought it and they played Modern Warfare. That's literally what they did. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's the only reason why I would have bought it, just so I could play the remastered COD4. I love that Imagine game. Imagine if Modern Warfare was the only game, Call of Duty game that released this year. And oh, they would have worked on Infinite Warfare more and brought, released it next year. Modern Warfare would have sold through the fucking roof. Oh, yeah. So much. I can guarantee you, like, 90% of the people that I play video games with would have bought that. Yeah, if they would sell right. it, I don't mean, like, sell Infinite Warfare and Modern Warfare. I mean, if they would have just sold... Modern Warfare Remastered this year. Yeah, if they just did the remaster, and waited a year, did Infinite Warfare, dude, it would sell like crazy. Exactly. And plus, other the other companies like Sledgehammer and Triarch would have gotten another year to work on their games as well. That mm-hmm. would have gone better for everybody. I don't know why Activision decided to do this. It's their own fault. Well, I think they the reason why I think the reason why is that Infinite Ward, which is actually the person that uh, the the group that does, you know, Modern Warfare and all those. I think they. I think. I don't know. I think I heard this once when I was working at GameStop that there's a rumor going around that they're going to stop making Call of Duty games, that they're just going to be remastered games. Huh. I, I'd heard that they were going to be stopping with the Call of Duty games, but I wasn't... Sh- I didn't know about the um, remastered thing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I can also tell you that they've said the same thing about Triarch, except Triarch was going to stop making Call of Duty games and start making zombie games. I can't confirm or deny either of those things, yeah. but what I can say is that Infinity Ward has changed a lot from the past. During the development mm. of... This is one of the biggest things I've heard, is that during the development of Ghosts, half of the... Actually, this is not, I haven't heard this. This is a fact. This is known. Half of the employees were laid off from Infinite Warfare. Mm-hmm. Or Infinity War, my bad. During the development of Ghosts, stuff was taken out of Ghosts and put in out of Ghosts, and half the people were laid off, and more people came in, and they are basically working the skeleton crew for part of the time. And so Ghosts got fucked over. Well, guess what? The people who left Infinity Ward made their own company called Respawn Entertainment and started making Titanfall. Wow. Really? And that's where Respawn Entertainment came from. Yeah, they're the people that got laid off in Infinity Ward. Wow. All right. So I'm going to move on. And I, all great topics, and I'm sorry for kind of jumping into here. So we're going to... Sorry about that. It's a very hard break, but um, so we're gonna move um, into um, Xbox. Xbox really uh, released who they, uh, what their games were gonna be for uh, their free games were gonna be in January, and from now on, I think me and Chris decided we're gonna try to keep track of the free games that you guys mm-hmm. have, or you guys will get by being a part of their memberships and stuff like that. Not just Microsoft, but PlayStation, and uh, maybe we'll talk about PC Humble Bundle. Yeah, because Humble Bundle is giving games too. Put your hand. And Origins put, giving stuff too. Put your hand down. <laughs> but yeah, so this way we're trying to help you guys get free stuff. You know, we're not sponsoring anybody. We are Sponsor not paid. We are myself. not pay- Shoot. No, we are not paid. This is us looking out for you guys. Yeah. So, with Xbox Live, I wasn't able to find the PlayStation. We will let you know next week if we can join again next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll let you know if PlayStation announces theirs. However, Xbox Live did announce theirs. For Xbox One, their new games, or their free games for Xbox. Um, one will be Death Trap 2 and Killer Instinct. I think it might be Killer Instinct 2. I mm-hmm. didn't double check. I think it is Killer Instinct 2 because uh, I think that's the most recent one that just came out. The most Which recent one also... Instinct was already free at one point in time, so I don't see mm-hmm. that one being free. Well, I know it was free on PC too. It's just you had to pay like the extra uh, characters. All right, but um, and then you can also snag the Xbox 360 games, The Cave and Rayman Origins. Now, Chris and Seth, we did play The Cave there for a quick oh, yeah. bit. We, we never Rayman. finished it, but it did seem like a fun thing to play. Yeah, because it was very interesting because it was a three-player game. You, it was not two, it was not four, it was three. So it was a very weird thing to uh, have been brought in. But yeah, where Anthony just sat there watching. Real quick, real quick, since you guys brought up the um, the Xbox. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, Xbox also released today their deals that are they're, they're, these deals are going right now until January first. It's their countdown sales, and this is usually some of their biggest sales. They're just as big as their Black Friday sales. They're actually really mm-hmm. good. A majority, I can pull it Again, up. Again, right we are not on my Xbox, but like a lot of their big games are on discount. In fact, I actually just bought Bioshock the Collection today. And I'm playing Bioshock Infinite. That was actually on sale. Remember that being on sale, and it was actually like really cheap. Mm-hmm. It was like twenty bucks yeah, for all three games. And let me tell you, at first I was, I'm like, you know what? I have Bioshock Infinite. It's backwards compatible. I don't really want to download the new one because you know it's just sixty frames. It's just 1080p. Well, then I figured out that um, Microsoft <clears throat> had some <clears throat> problems for getting my <laughs> DLC back, so I ended up buying the collection. And when I did, 
it looks gorgeous. It's actually, it's not just 1080p and 60 frames per second. There's some texture updates. There's oh, lighting yeah. updates. Mm-hmm. They it looks so gorgeous now. The water drops alone look nice. But anyways, <clears throat> enough about that. So <laughs> there's a lot of big games going on sale right now, like uh, Battlefield 1, Final Fantasy, Gears of War 4, Dishonor 2, Skyrim. One big one I wanted to point it out was uh, Halo 5 over here is 20 bucks now. Go. There it is. Star Wars. Um, Star Wars has actually declined in price recently because Star Wars Battlefront did not sell sell as much as they thought they would, which mm-hmm. is not really too much surprise. But their super big Ultimate Edition is currently thirty bucks. That has the season pass. It's got all the DLC. It's got the game itself. All it's the a extra really content. good deal. If you want that, if you want all the content for Battlefront, if you ever want to test Battlefront, now is a good time. You can get it. For 30 bucks if you just want battlefront itself you can actually get that for ten dollars wow Shucks. uh get out of hell is 375 which is kind of funny <laughs> um titanfall wow. 2 down to 30 bucks all their 360 games that they've made backwards compatible well not all of them but most of them they're biggest ones they're really cheap like a lot of them are 725 like they're wow. getting pretty low recore is a good one i've been thinking about and so those, those are just some of the ideas I want to show you guys. So they got some, basically a lot of their prices were cut in half, and they did some of those movies as well. I can't explain movies for you guys because I don't buy movies on my Xbox. <laughs> if some of you guys haven't already, there's a thing called Xbox Reward Program. Yeah. Very nice. I just found out recently. So if you're on your Xbox, and it, sometimes when you go on the deals, they'll show a little ad called the Xbox Reward Program. If you're signed in to your account on Xbox... All you have to do is hit that ad, hit sign up, and when you sign up, since you're on your account, it will automatically sign you up using your account's information, and boom. From that point on, anytime you buy anything on Xbox, you will start earning rewards. As in, once you accumulate enough points, you'll start getting money back on your Xbox. So wow. if I buy enough Overwatch loot boxes, I'll get more money to buy more Overwatch loot boxes for other <laughs> If I buy loot boxes, I get more loot boxes. This makes sense somewhere. <laughs> so, that's some stuff I just wanted to point out for you guys real quick. Anyways, back on the real news, Seth. <laughs> All right. What? Since when did we... No, wait, no. Well, no, no, no. Chris and I are the hosts. No one okay. asks him. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Hold. All right. Um, I will have to talk to the rest of you because I, um, my next paycheck, I'll have enough to buy one of the newest systems. But I want kind of everybody's point of view on it because I have some conflicting views about some of them. You know, mm-hmm. some of the things. So. I can tell you that Cody got a PlayStation Four. I think you guys are knew about that. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. There was Chris, uh, Black Friday. But yeah, well, it, I, I gotta talk about it with you guys because. Doing one thing will make me guilty over the other thing, but anyways, that's not for the the podcast people to know. Anyways, um, and who knows? Maybe next. I don't think next week. No, you wouldn't know next week. Next next week, you'll know which system I get. Anyways, All right. um, so the next, the right. next, and the final. It's not the. It's it's the final topic of today's podcast is going to be Nintendo Switch and what are your views? Let's start with Taylor. What are your views on the Nintendo Switch? Oh. Fun. <clears throat> um, so, uh, yeah, I haven't been following. Well, okay, so you, I'm following information <laughs> on Nintendo Switch, but what's funny is I've never really had too much of an opinion until recently. Mm-hmm. Um, 
there's been a lot of controversy going around about Skyrim being on it or it being able to run a game called Skyrim. Yeah. That's beside the point. I think it's a smart move for Nintendo to be doing something like this. The reason why I think this is because Nintendo's always been a bit of a a bit of an oddball. You, you can say what you want about Nintendo, that mm-hmm. they're on par with Sony or Microsoft, but you can't deny, although they look like they make the same amount of money, they're definitely the oddball in the situation. They they're are. the weird rivalry. And I've always seen, uh, like growing up, for instance, I used to go to our recreation center. When I go in there, there'd be kids just sitting down, playing on their DSs, playing Pokemon. Uh, elementary school, kids always talking about Pokemon. They're, so Nintendo's been pretty good with their handheld games. I think it's really unique that they're making this console that goes from a console to a handheld game. It sounds like an oddball move that Nintendo would do. It's a smart move, and I'm kind of hoping that Sony and Xbox won't try this because if oh, they God. try this, everyone's going to call it a copy, and it's going to fucking flop. So I yeah, think it's a smart yeah, move by Nintendo. That's a good thing that they did it first. Yes. I'm going to piggyback onto Taylor's because Taylor Taylor's kind of got the same view I do. This looks like I didn't even know technology even existed to do this. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> and I don't even know. Okay, to be fair, it's a trailer. So CGI can make it look like what it's looking like. So, you know, maybe the, there may be bugs and it may not be as pretty as what it looks like as what it is in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But if they can make it look like what it is in the trailer, that is amazing. Yeah. It shows from the thing going from the console to the handheld to like the stand to them pulling off the things and you know going straight into the controller to being able to put it back on, put it back in the console, go straight to that. And I'm like, I'm sitting there like, my brain can't even follow this. What? <laughs> but um, that looks like Skyrim. It is Skyrim. What are you talking about? Anyways, um, sorry, Seth's watching the trailer. Um, I really hope. It does well, not because I'm a Nintendo fanboy, not because of anything like that, but because of the way what this could mean. The same way I always hoped that VR would do well, because of what it could mean for the gaming community. Mm-hmm. Being able to do this, who knows? Maybe you'll be able to take something from your phone and then put it onto your computer or your console, and then boom, go from there. Mm-hmm. It'd be like in the, how they always have like the little yeah, yeah, yeah. tab of thing they can just throw it yeah, up yeah, on the yeah, screen. Yeah. And that kind of stuff. We're still far from that technology. This is the next closest thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a step towards it. But yeah, yeah. And maybe that's maybe why. It's always like how Iron Man does that little thing where he like moves it like from his tablet and he like does a little flick and then it's up there in the the air. Obviously CGI, but mm-hmm. still little boy like me going whoa. Anyways, oh yeah, this this could be a step in the right direction for not just Nintendo, not just for Microsoft and Sony, but for everything. Oh, yeah. The same yeah, way, PlayStation, the same way, the HTC Vive, the Oculus Rift, the PlayStation VR, it's starting to pick up pace. Like it's starting to get, go, pick up faster and mm. faster and faster. Well, you technology know? is picking up faster. It's like new technology comes out every year now, and you know, in in the next five years, it's going to be out every six months, and you know, it's just going to keep getting faster and faster. We're going to get more technology faster and faster because that's just how it is. I really hope it works because I can't. I, like, it just looks amazing and what it could do and what it could be. Mm-hmm. Now he's still he's finishing up 
the trailer. So we're going to hop to you, Chris, about what your view is on it. Oh, my views. Okay, so I freaking love this whole thing. Like, I, like once it comes out, <laughs> I'm probably going to pre-order it. I'm probably going to love it. I'm going to probably do a video over it. I'm probably going to just do just everything to it. He's going to do an unboxing like, as well. I, I, I probably <laughs> will, to be honest, because this thing looks sexy, to be honest. Like, in design-wise, it looks beautiful. <laughs> Okay, but seriously, it's thin. Okay, to be honest, it's thin, and plus it's doing cartridges, again, which I'm I... I'm telling you Okay, whatever. <laughs> she hears it all the time when I talk about cars. Okay. And... Okay, so it also has cartridges. You know what that means? No loading times. There's zero, zero loading times with those cards because it just automatically pops up and you know they can put as much as they want on those cards if those cards can hold a lot they can put a lot on those and they'll probably have saves onto those so you don't have to save onto your system you just have that game you can save onto that game you know it just the possibilities are endless I'm, I'm being serious like you can buy two controllers and if you're playing a simple game like Mario Kart or NBA then those two controllers can actually turn into four controllers because you can get half of a controller to 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 someone and it's just you can play like that 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 just blows my mind like that is nothing that no one has ever done yet and then you can carry it around there's a stand there's, there's multiple controllers that you can buy for it and then if you want to stay home then you could just connect it into the the hub and then just play on your tv like that's like the it's just universal and i think nintendo has picked onto that like they noticed that a lot of people liked the tablet with the Wii U, but it was still a problem. You had to still stay in your house. You still had to be next to your Wii. You had to be tethered. And and people, you know, a lot of people, they stop gaming because they have too many, too much stuff in their life. You know, they have to take a train to, to, to their job or they have to fly around for their work. And, you know, they don't have time to play their game because their Xbox or PlayStation or Wii U is at home. And they can just carry this around, and it's simple. It's as small as a laptop. They can play their games, and then they can get to their hotel or something, put it in the hub, and then play it on their, you know, screen. It's just, it's just awesome. It's just, it just works flow. It just, it just works with people's life. It just flows well, and that's what I love about it. Now I'm going to talk about a topic you brought up. Okay. Um, real quick, and that's my buddy pause because I didn't want you to go right off of his. Um. Uh, now I'm going to bring up about the point where you said you could save onto the card. Now they've Nintendo has done this for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they're cartridges, mm -hmm. you know. But that's a double-edged sword. Did you get the reference I did there? Games with Ryan Paper, mm -hmm. double-edged sword. Anyways, uh, uh, okay, I'm sorry. It's getting late at night. My jokes aren't going to get any better. Um, but because not always all do all these games, as for instance, Pokemon. Okay, yeah, we started it. We're ending it with each other. <laughs> Pokemon, you can have one save file. Okay, save. but that's no because... More, no less. Well, the reason why is because they have it a certain size, and that cartridge is only to a certain size. But, okay, if they can put Skyrim on a freaking small card like that, they'll be able to do it. The reason why is because they've, I know. they've the, the cartridges are bigger. They're not as small as like the DSs. They're, they're a little bigger. They have more space. They added more space. So the games are going to be about 60 bucks, of course. You have to understand, DS games are only 40 bucks, And because they're not a full-fledged game, to be honest. I mean, they are full-fledged games. Don't burn, don't crucify me on that. But they don't have 
they don't have the graphics as full-fledged games. They don't have the space as full-fledged games. They don't take as, you know... As... They are getting there. Pokemon especially is getting there. Yeah, yeah I know. I know. Like the, it's it's getting there. I know it's getting there, but <laughs> if you... That's one... Okay, to be honest, that is one reason why I won't go to DS. Because as much as I love the DS hey. games... Okay, as much as I love the DS games, the Pokemon, you know, it's just all the games that come mm-hmm. with it, I can sit there and I can see pixels, and it bothers me to be honest because we're in 2016, almost 2017. Okay. I know, I know, on first world problems, but hold to on. be honest, oh, no, 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 hold on, I'm gonna hold you there. Mm-hmm. Some games do that. Some I games. have a 3DS. I've had my 3DS since my birthday, so it's been about almost a year, ten months now. Yeah, 10 minutes, yeah, almost a year now. So about ten months. Some games you put that 3D on and you sit in the right spot. Yeah, you don't see pixels. It is mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, some games, but, but what I'm saying is all games, though. That some of them are really bad. Mm-hmm. Some of them you can kind of see where they're like layering the graphics, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. So uh, I just kind of want to piggyback that, and I understand some games do that. I'm just saying Nintendo has been known to only let you do one save per cartridge. Mm-hmm. So do that some people may not be happy because especially about skyrim because especially. i know some people who have like five different saves for skyrim. i have like seven to be honest exactly. to be honest they probably aren't going to do one save because it is a console it's like a full-fledged console because on their wii u and on the wii and gamecube you could you could save multiple times on the handhelds you're only saving one time so that's it's it's kind of like the category if you understand and to be honest no none of us i'm just saying none of us know to be honest because this is Nintendo's setting their own category, right. to be honest. They're, it's a console, but it's a handheld at the same time. It, they're setting a whole new ball. Like, it's a whole new game. And we're just going to have to see how it, how it all works out. All right. And now moving over to Seth, you just finished uh, looking at the trailer, and I even see you over there on the wiki page. What is your view on it? Before I talk about my view, I just wanted to say that I'm back on the cartridge thing. Um, uh, the capacity, they haven't said what it's going to switch, but just looking at how it's progressed, the DS was able to carry up to 512 megabytes. Mm-hmm. And the new ones, the, or the, the newer ones, the 3DS, can carry up to 8 gigs. So just between two different generations, that's like an almost exponential mm-hmm. increase. So, the Switch is probably going to be able to carry like 100 gigs. Yeah, because you have, to, you have to be okay. honest. You have to be, I'm just, um, quick note, you have to be honest, like, Skyrim's like 30 gigs. Like, minimum. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, 30 gigs of awesomeness. Okay, so, but then, to my view, I have to say, because this is something that Nintendo's always been really almost famous for. It's when they come up with a new idea, it's game-changing. Mm-hmm. When they released the Wii, everybody loved that. That mm-hmm. thing, huge hit. Because yeah. it was something new, it was something different, and it was an innovation on gaming itself. And while other people tried to go off of that idea, like PlayStation had their little handheld things, whatever, and that type of stuff, None of them took off the way that the Wii did. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
with the Switch, this is this is stepping even further into just unexplored territories. We are seriously taking just a combination of what we already know, what we already play on. What are you guys? Hey, we're starting to walk circles here quite a bit. This is probably the fourth time we've taken this loop. I think we need to. Oh yeah, move on. Well, we also just had four point of views on a topic. It's gonna be there. Well. Awesome. Yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say. All right. So, the Nintendo Switch, it may be good. It may be bad. It looks starts to look really good. Has technology to be good. But I have a sad moment to basically say this is the end of our podcast. Thank you all, everyone, for showing up. Taylor, thank you for showing up. I know it was kind of late. You did show up, but I'm so glad you could make it. I wish we'll have you. Oh, if I could say uh, one more thing. Sorry, mm-hmm. this is. Shameless promotion here real quick. Um, <laughs> if you guys are interested in seeing any uh, live streams in the near future, on uh, Tuesday, is this coming Tuesday, I will be doing, I was originally going to be doing a 24-hour live stream, but since my computer hasn't come in yet, I can't do that. But I will be doing another live stream. I will be live streaming the beginning to the end of Bioshock Infinite at 9.41 a.m. Oh, in the morning, Central Time. Oh, God. Weird, All right, and there's a long story behind 941, so it's just, I'm not going to get into that. But 941, Central Time. If you guys are interested in seeing the entire play through Bioshock Infinite, the new collection, of course, with all of its DLC. Oh, my goodness. Anyways. And Chris, you are a social media man, so we will be able to promote that yeah. a bit, won't we? Yeah, I'll, I'll get All right, we'll that. All right, I'll get that. We'll talk that a bit more as it gets closer. Um, But, yeah, so oh, there's so Taylor. Right. Taylor, we won't have you in it. Me or Chris, whenever we have the chance, I believe I'll be going up to Kansas. Not Kansas, great. Oh not going goodness. up to Kansas City. Fuck Kansas City. Anyway. Hutch. Um. No, I'm not going to Hutch. That's next week. I'm so I'm so confused. I'm going to Great Bay. Okay. I'm going to Great Bay for Christmas. So I'll work. And if you want me to, I can work on the graphic for him. I just need to talk to him more about it. What he would okay. like, like it to look like. All right, and this, this way is, you don't have a yeah, and that would be Facebook more of a talk account. after the podcast. But, um, yeah. but like Michael said, um, we're glad that you watch or listened. We uh, remember, uh, thank you for listening on iTunes or Google Play or on Twitch.tv. And uh, from us to you, this is Gamers of the Roundtable signing off. All See right. ya.